Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley and with me is Derek Specht. Hello. How's it going, Derek? Good. Fantastic. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. This is our first show of the new year, 2021. We'll say goodbye to 2020. <laughs> and I was going to say all the bad things that go with it. I know, but... <laughs> However, there will be 20 years from now, they will be saying, do you remember where you were the day... <laughs> Yep. And what were you calling it? A reenactment? Yeah. So, so <laughs> uh, as everybody sees often, uh, the Americans love to do reenactments. Uh, so Civil War reenactments and they get out in the fields and they have their uh, black powder guns and so on. So uh, as, uh, as I understand it, they're doing a reenactment today of the War of 1812 where uh, the Capitol Hill is stormed by the British and it's taken and burned. So it's... Uh, but it's all American players. There are no British yeah, players Yeah, there's no British players. Time. As far as we know, there's no yeah, British players. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, quite shocked there. Um, stole hey, have you seen what's happening on the news? I'm like, what? <laughs> Washington. I'm like, what about Washington? I turned the news on. <laughs> what's wow. going on? Hello, 2021. <laughs> I was watching the debates live today. And I saw them cut off the current speaker and I thought, oh, they're going for recess. And yeah, yeah, going for recess. And this, everybody started filing out. There's like, whatever, there's like kind of mumbled, mumbling on the floor of the house. And, and suddenly the feed died. It's like, wow, really serious about going to, for recess. And, and then I started seeing tweets, this, that, the other thing came. It's like, what's going on? Yeah. John Van Berger is out. Oh, yes. Right. I posted a little thing. Hey, are you guys seeing what's happening? And he goes, no, what's happening? <laughs> so I informed him. And, he, was and like, he, he says, I'm turning my phone off. Yeah. He was uh, he was just sitting around a campfire. Yeah, he's in the he backcountry. He had country. no idea what was going on. He was around a campfire yeah. in the backcountry. Sorry for <laughs> spoiling it for him. <laughs> well, here's hoping that this year is better than 2020. I know. Um. <sighs> It's going to be a tough one, man. <laughs> yep. You know what? As far as the, the Rona virus there, I think we're better prepared to deal with the paddling and restrictions because of practice from this year. So we sort of got an idea of what to expect yes. this coming year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to keep a positive spin on stuff. We're going to try to do it. There's going to be fun times ahead. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day this year, we had some uh, pretty good times. Be a lot of dark humor, I guess. Yeah. You know what? If that's what does it for us, then that's what does it for us. Uh, looking at some paddling trips, some new gear and adapting to quote unquote, the new normal. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's all you can do, man. Just go with it, go with the flow and, uh, hope for the best. Well, you know, I expect that 2023, 2024 and 2025 are going to be fantastic years. Boom years. Oh, I'm rooting for 2028. But yeah, you, usually after something like this, you know, like the, right after, right after the war and, and the Spanish flu, there was like the roaring twenties, right? Like the twenties came in like, like crazy and, and it was like, you know, the, the, everything was good in the world, right? And unfortunately then there was the great depression that followed after that, but still after the great depression, it was fantastic again. Like there was that. It, it, so there's a really bad thing, then a really great good thing. thing. Yeah. Comes in waves. <laughs> this coming? one, <clears throat> this one is a bigger wave than most. So, well, we got two bad things going on right now: Corona and the U.S. politics. Yeah. So once all that's done, <laughs> if, be two really great things. If 
Either of them finish. We're all getting free canoes. <laughs> oh, hot diggity. Yeah. <laughs> and all camping is free for the next year. Oh, yeah. Double hot diggity. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't hope for free camping. Oh, then everybody you'd, would be You'd never there. book a site. You'd never get yeah. anything. You'd, it, it would be Well, just that be... would be leading into the next thing, the Great Camping Wars of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been reading that uh, the backcountry and hiking areas in Europe is is just they're just overrun and they're yeah. they're to the breaking point and it's it's gotten so bad over there they're they're seeing the same stuff that we are over here and so it's uh it's just one of those things it's uh i think we really need to really need to focus on the uh the seven uh, leave, leave no, trace. no trace seven leave no trace <laughs> principles on the seven i had a brain is, fart is <laughs> And, we must focus and, on the seven, so for they will save uh, us all. Well, have you heard of the uh, the proposed eighth principle of leave no trace? Don't go. No, they're they're proposing. There's a group that's proposing an eighth leave no trace principle. It's about social media posting. Yes, yes, we talked about that. That's why it sounded familiar. Pa- in passing, I don't think we talked yeah. about it on on, no, 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 on the just, podcast, yeah. but it was. Uh, so I've been reading up on it and it's, it sounds like a reasonable thing. And a lot of the, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, anything for Instagram, right? Do it for the Instagram. And, uh, uh so it's, uh, people will post something and say, look, look at this place. And then 10,000 people will come and trample it to death. Yep. And, uh, like locally there's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a sunflower farm. And, uh, so somebody posted a couple pictures and, and the farmer had to, had to chase people off because people were just running through his, his sunflower, sunflower field and his business. trampling it. Yeah. They're just going in there and, and arranging their photos and killing the plants and. Um, Cheltenham Badlands, just northeast of the, or west of the city. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right? overrun. Yeah. They ended up having to close it down. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. It's people have too much time in their hands and Instagram, uh, and Facebook postings and people doing stuff for the likes. And it's like, really, do you really want to go out there for the likes? You're not going to go out there and do it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Enjoy it. Don't, don't let it get ruined. And it's not about, uh. It's, it's not like, it's like telling, not telling somebody your favorite fishing hole. Exactly. Don't right? do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the next time you get there, there's going to be it's 15 gonna be, people and, and it's going to be fished out. out. Right. So you can say, Hey, look at the fish I caught, but. Don't tell them where, just say, Hey, yeah. it's a great fishing hole, but it's, you know, it's, you enjoy finding your favorite spot. And I found mine. You find yours. If right? people hate you because you won't share your fishing spot, then let them hate you. Yeah. And if they sue you to find out the location. You can give them a big thumbs up <laughs> as you're eating your fish. <laughs> Remember the. Oh, the Algonquin Park guy. Yes. Freedom of information. Yeah. yeah. Suing because he wanted. He went, yeah. He wanted to find out where they were catching the fish. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That yeah. was over the top. Yep. Absolutely over I the know, top. I know, right? Wow. Find your own fishing hole. These are the days <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, oh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, got a lot of things on the go, I think, for this year. So we'll, uh, hopefully it all pans out. And yeah. Back to working from home here. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, go with the flow. We actually did that one. One summer, that was our family theme, our family motto. Go with the flow. <laughs> because if something bad was going to, whatever, just go with the yep, flow. Enjoy it. And it, it tended to work out. So the kids were smaller at the time, but, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so do you remember today you were, 
you were ranting on, on Facebook something about, uh, I ordered a package, they lost the papers, it turned around. Oh, the- I ordered something out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, well, because you know I'm into the absinthe stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things I wanted that they, there's this certain dripper for yep. for making it that I wanted that they finally got them back in stock. They've been out for like ever. Uh, I think I've been trying to order one for a couple of years now. So we finally got, they're in stock, ordered it. I get the little message saying it's on its way. Mm-hmm. So I'm tracking it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it from Baton Rouge yeah. to Memphis, Tennessee, where apparently somebody lost the paperwork, spent a few days in Memphis, Tennessee, and then they shipped it back to the store. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where this is going. And it's like, and it's like, <laughs> I'm the only one in my family. We have 800,000 packages coming to our house every day. Our delivery guy thinks there's three people that live here and I'm not one of them. <laughs> constantly guys ringing our door. Here's a package. Here's a package. Here's a package. I order one thing. I order a few things online and, uh, I got home today and I got a package and, uh, and it's like, what's this? What did I, when did I order this? What's this? So I opened it up and it was like, wow, I forgot I ordered this. This is like from the spring. I was like, this is how, this, how is this just coming now? How have you not remembered to complain about it before now? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Were you drinking ordering again? I had been excited and I had ordered this way back when I was going to give you some of these for Christmas. But anyways, it's, it goes on corn. It goes on Mm, corn. Yeah. (laughs) Like popcorn. It goes on chips. You can put it on food, fish, meat, whatever. So here's a, here's an original bacon seasoning. Here's a spicy bacon seasoning. Here's a cheesy bacon seasoning. (laughs) Here's a smoky bacon barbecue seasoning. And here's a maple bacon seasoning. Wow. So I ordered these like in the spring, right? <laughs> it's like, what the heck? So when it came... On to- next week's show, <laughs> man camping, Scott Robinson will be on the show. <laughs> he's just heard the word bacon. And they had like, they have like 20 or 30 different flavors. And I only just, I only ordered these five, right? I was going to, wow. I was going to keep three and give two to you. I don't know if I'm going to give you any now, but. After Christmas, right? <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I was excited about them last spring. <laughs> so the mailing thing, it says, so I said, where did they come from? Because oftentimes when you order from these places, it pops up on Facebook. It's like, hmm, yeah, I'll take a chance. It's only however much. So anyways, they never say where it's shipping from. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'll take a chance. Anyways, it's, it's from Australia. It was shipped through New Zealand. Because the postage thing, it says there's a New Zealand stamp on it. And then who knows how long it took to get to me. <laughs> it's like, it was the slow boat. Yeah. So it hit customs. I assume it got caught up in customs for six months or something. I don't know. The dogs, the sniffer dogs just went nuts. <laughs> bacon. Whoa, whoa, bacon. <laughs> they were playing keep away from the, from the customs officials. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so these finally came in today. I was very excited. Ah, cool, man. I know. Let me know how they uh, taste. Well, you can try two of them. Oh, now I get to pick? Yeah, sure. Oh, oh. Not that one. Not that one. (laughs) Oh, not that that one. one. Not that one. (laughs) Why don't I go with... Do you like spicy stuff? I do. 
Well, then that one's yours. Okay. Um, do you like cheesy stuff? You pick your first pick now. Oh, my first one? Mm-hmm. I'll go with the smoky bake barbecue bacon. Go. Good choice. All right. <laughs> do you like cheesy stuff? I do. That one's yours. Okay. Okay, now you pick one of these other two that are left. I can't see what's what. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll take the right one. Your right or my right? My right. <laughs> this one? Yeah. What is it? Maple. Oh, there we go. Good that choice. That leaves me with original. Original barbecue. Beauty. Smoky barbecue bacon and original bacon seasoning. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. We're going to take a commercial break and go try these. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks, man. Put them on dessert. Mm, I don't know about that. Wouldn't that be a nice combination? Ice cream. Bacon with ice cream? Ice oh, cream. Yeah. <laughs> Barbecue bacon on ice, ice cream. cream. That sounds interesting. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that, we'll try that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else going on? No, that was it. I was just excited about it? these things. Well, you know, there's the, the, this, that, the other thing, you know, I'm... I, I'm, I've become a French teacher that doesn't understand French. Oh, that's right. Cause your kids are. My kids are at home. At home now. Right. Yeah. Lucky you. So I was listening to Beckett on his, on his you know, Zoom French class, Google classroom video conference thing with his, you know, all the kids and everybody's speaking French and it's like, I have en no français. idea what's going on. <laughs> Coupe de fromage. <laughs> So yeah, that's interesting. It's it gets kind of busy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just twiddling my thumbs, doing my work, enjoying my day. There you go. Yeah, that's about the it. Beauty. Beauty, man. <laughs> beauty. Waiting for the world burn. Yeah, it's happening down south of the border. I'll just see if it happens. See, this is now when Canada has to invite the United States. Yeah. They won't see it coming. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Spark up the raccoons and the squirrels. We're heading over, boys. <laughs> It is tragic what's happening down there, but really you got to deal with stuff with humor and laughter or else you just die inside. Mm-hmm. They were just watching it. And it's been on our, our news station all day and you're just watching like, wow, like how can this be happening? I was, I was curious. I, I was like, I went to ABC and CBS and CNN and it's like, everybody's like, oh, this is such a big thing. And I went to, I have two channels that are Fox channels. One was playing reruns of Family Feud and the other one was playing reruns of, of, of Simpsons. And when I flicked it on, the Simpsons rerun was a Halloween Simpsons rerun. And I'm thinking, um, does, I must not get the Fox channels, the news channel. It's all fake news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's like every wow. other channel is, is running the news on it and Fox is running reruns of Family Feud and Simpsons. Well, like I say, 20 years, this will be, do you remember where you were when? I know, right? Kind of thing, right? Yeah. So. Just like 9-11? Just like 9-11 and mm-hmm. the moon and Kennedy assassination, John Lennon assassination. I wasn't around for the Kennedy assassination. When was that? 63. Yeah, neither was I. <laughs> but people remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was life happened before you got here. <laughs> hate to tell you. Hate to break your bubble there, Derek. But it's where you were. You asked, where were you in? Well, not you specifically. People. People. <laughs> people. The collective you. Yes. Uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? Besides barbecue stuff. Rafting in Spain and France. Yes. I've been Googling stuff again. Uh-oh. Uh, according to Google, 
The Pyrenees mountain range separates the Iberian Peninsula from the rest of Europe, stretching more than 430 kilometers between Spain and France, rising higher than 3,400 meters in elevation. Hiking trails traverse the entire length of the range, and national parks offer shorter trails, while dozens of ski resorts can be found on both sides of the Pyrenees. Andorra is a tiny sovereign state in the heart of the chain. Andorra is where the blue antlered Star Trek avatar? No. Oh, the Andorans. Andorans. Oh, the original Star Trek. All right. (laughs) Well, apparently you can find them there. They live in the Pyrenees. and <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Uh, if you go to Google Images and type in the Pyrenees Mountains, the photos that come up are absolutely, oh, absolutely spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, that's, and that's got me looking at stuff like that. You know, all those snow-covered mountains mm-hmm. and everything. So in the spring, the snow tends to melt, fills the river with massive amounts of cold, cold water. rushing water. Means a lot of water heading down to Spain and a lot of water heading down to France. April to June seems to be the best time to go rafting, white water r- rafting. So, is it is their main thing there? Is it rafting, or do they do a little bit of everything? There's some kayaking, but there's like if you if you go into Google and start looking around, mm-hmm. there are a ton of rafting, white water rafting. Okay. Places. So it's their their big thing is the rafting. Yeah, uh, there's a ver- there's various rivers north and south of Spain. Um, Fourteen kilometer trips starting in calm water, ending in gorges with class four rapids. So you ease into it, and by the end you're just going gangbusters. Oh yeah. Family whitewater trips, rafting trips combined with can- canyoning, which is for some reason I'm having a hard time with that word. Canyoning, canyoning, <laughs> and kayaking. So you can do different th- different um, combo trips. So do like a day of kayaking, a day of canyoning, canyoning, <laughs> the sea thing, and <laughs> kayaking. <laughs> I don't know why, man. I don't know. Uh, there is the six-hour, forty-two-kilometer trip down the Noguera Palaresa. Uh, the largest river in the Pyrenees, hitting rapids with names like the Elephant and the Viper. Oh, those sound calm and soothing. Don't they? Don't seem too big, too <laughs> violent. Uh, trips for beginners and up, choose a level you're comfortable with. So a lot of the stuff I've noticed is, um, like I say, with a lot of different rafting companies all over the place. A lot of them are in the north, but there's actually yeah. some that come down through the south of Spain as well, which is farther away from the mountains, but... Um, a lot of them do a lot of half day trips or full day trips. A lot of them combine them with other family outings and stuff like that, that you can do. They don't just do the rafting sort of thing. Um, there is some kayaking that they do, but a lot of it, it's it's not as popular, it seems as, as the rafting. They're probably booking now for 2022. I bet you they're booking now for 2021. Probably not. If you live in the country. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the French Pyrenees also has plenty of options to go whitewater rafting. Four, there's four rivers suitable for multi-day rafting adventures. The, I gotta say, it's the Ode River. Flows near the village of 
Carcassonne, uh, close to the Spanish border. The river has beginner sections as well as parts that are only recommended for more experienced rafters. Other rivers offer courses for beginners with class two rapids, courses for with challenges for more experienced rafters. And that's why I was, I was looking at this is if you if you're just if you know looking for something for the family, they got stuff for you. If you've been doing this forever, you've gone down, you know, the Colorado River and down through the Grand Canyon, there's stuff there for you as well. One of the highlights uh, on the French side is passing through a couple of villages that date back to the Middle Ages. So you do all your whitewater rafting and then there's some calm sections. You go through villages, you know, dating way back. And there's the, the Green Valley, steep cliffs. Uh, one of the rivers winds through this nice forest. Just the scenery itself. Um, and if you can't get enough of that, you can venture further across France and hit up some whitewater rafting in the French Alps, on the border of Switzerland and Italy. I'm looking at the maps now. It's like, holy crap. There's... It's everything right there. If and you want to go whitewater rafting, land in Barcelona and head north. Barcelona. Barcelona. Head north, then cross the Pyrenees, stopping to see the blue guys in Andorra. Andorra de um, There's only like 76,000 people in Andorra. Yeah? Yeah. But they got like McDonald's and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> Who doesn't have McDonald's? I know, right? Because uh, Yeah, because you can zoom in and do the Google Maps thing on Andorra, the little country. And uh, cruise across, do some whitewater rafting and on the, the French side, and then continue over to the, the French Alps and do a bunch there as well. Now, like I said, you just Google some of the images, and even, even the scenery alone is worth the trips, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, if you're looking for something different than... Pat- I mean, in North America, you know, everybody's talking. There's, you know, certain places. Grand Canyon always comes up. Colorado River always comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, for, so if you're looking for something different... Unfortunately, yeah, now with everything in lockdown mm-hmm. again, you know. <laughs> but I got to think it's going to open up eventually and within the next year or so where people can start heading back over. To all the fellas out there, here's a little tip from Sean. <laughs> Sean's tip of the day. Tell your wife you want to take her to Paris. Maybe while ah. you're there, tour up some of the country. You let's think go she'll say the, no? Let's go see the mountains. Yeah, let's go see the mountains. Let's go see some of this countryside. And hey, if you happen to come across a rafting place while on a winery tour, remember to act surprised. It's tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Endor for a sec. Yeah. So you have the giant country of Spain, the giant country of of France, and right there on the border in the middle of the mountains is this tiny country called Andorra. Yeah, it's a sovereign state. Right there, tiny. tiny how tiny. did they, how were they not any part of Spain or France? How did they manage to... Look yeah. at Lithuania. It's a teeny tiny little country. Yeah. Right? Now, if Lithuania and Andorra went to war... That'd be like a, yeah. Two little states just fighting it out. <laughs> Everybody else just watching. Go there rafting. Mm-hmm. It really, yeah, you know what? Like I say, I just look at some of the, the stuff. And it seems to be there's, 
you, you get, unfortunately there's a couple spots where you, you see, you're seeing the same pictures all the time, but you go through all the whitewater rafts, rafting sections and there's a nice calm area. You just drift through a town and then more whitewater and then a calm area and drift through a town. It looks pretty cool. I would, yeah, I mean, that's something that you this definitely is, want. This is spectacular countryside. Yeah. Definitely get that GoPro going on your hat. Hmm. Right. And a lot of the, the, uh, guide companies there, they're offering, you know, the regular, um, wet, wetsuit gear and all that sort of stuff that you wear, even that we get here, right? The helmets, the PFDs, yep. paddles, a guide, that sort of stuff. And to, you know, make your trip uh, a lot of fun. So if you're thinking of something different, you're looking for something different, and you can get over there, go uh, rafting in Spain and France this year. And if anybody is over there and is doing this sort of thing, we'd love to see some pictures. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm not talking much here because I'm going through pictures and I'm looking at the map. This is fascinating. Isn't it? Like I knew the planet Endora existed, but I didn't know. <laughs> you're stuck <laughs> This is what you're getting out of this. I'm picturing this rafting session going down, getting totally soaked and all these, these, the great Pyrenees melted snow waters. And you're going, Hey, there's a blue guy up in the mountains there. (laughs) That's what you're stuck on. There's a blue guy from Star Trek are living between Spain and France. But I'm looking at, I'm looking at mountainous pictures too. What, are you are you looking to see if they're hiding somewhere in there? <laughs> Is this the find the Andorran? <laughs> Where's the river? I can't find the river. There's too much mountains. It's, they're all through. All of the they come out of the river. That's incredible. Mountains, yeah. And some of the gorges and stuff. The that, gorges that, are gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous gorges. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's stuck on the blue men from the moon. <laughs> Wow, that's what you took out of this. <laughs> and now you people out there listening know what I deal with on a weekly basis. <laughs> oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm trying to get get people over there taking their wives to Paris so that they can get on a rafting trip and you got Star Trek. Star Trek convention. How did you move out of your parents' basement anyway? <laughs> did they kick you out finally? <laughs> So I've talked to you about stingrays lately. Aragon. No, not Aragon. Stingrays. Yeah. Two yeah. different things. Sorry, I just found a place called Aragon. No, it's Aragorn and he was in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> That's Nerd. what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, stingrays. <laughs> what's right. uh, next week? <laughs> what's the, what's the uh, Australian dude that got killed by stingray? Oh, uh, Steve uh, Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... When you're thinking dangerous animals while, while paddling, <laughs> you're not really thinking stingrays. Not normally. That was, apparently I'm finding that's kind of a fluky thing. Apparently it is. It's, yeah. uh, I remember at the time reading about it and uh, reading about his accident and uh, they said, this is like a one in a million. This yeah. is so rare to happen. Yeah. Like they, people have gotten poked by them before. He just got poked in the wrong spot. In the wrong spot. Yeah. Right, right between two ribs into his heart. Yeah, well, that's that's what they're saying, but but you're thinking like alligators and snakes and yeah. sharks and black bears and grizzly stuff bears, like that, right? Polar bears. Um, when you're out kayaking, fish, kayak fishing, mm-hmm. right? I because I, I was looking kayak fishing uh, down around Texas, around the Gulf of Mexico, mm-hmm. right? Um, not far offshore, you know, just saying, hey, what's out that way to 
There's some nice, nice spots to go uh, do some fishing. There's some secluded spots and whatnot, um, sheltered spots. But when you're out there, you're thinking of the big fish. You're thinking, and then you see, you're seeing all these um, whale videos and stuff like that. And you're thinking weather's coming up all of a sudden. You're getting caught out there, huge waves. You're not thinking stingrays. No. Be, I would be thinking, I would love to see a stingray, but I wouldn't think of danger. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> so but it you will need to see. find them, believe it. And this is what uh, why I'm talking about this tonight, because this is an actual problem. Really? You will find them laying on the softer bottoms. Oh, you step on them. They average uh, one to four feet in diameter, but can grow much larger. An issue when you're getting in or out of your kayak, because they're right by the shore sort of hmm. thing, right? So when you're walking oh. and you step on one, they automatically yeah. up with that stinger, right? Right in your ankle, right in your right, shin, right your in your ankles, calf. Your ankles, your shins, your calf, foot, yeah. Um, it reacts with the slashing stab of its tail mm-hmm. and it, it's like a venomous spine spike venom yeah yeah there's some venomous poison thing in it and what happens when it goes in and it pulls back out it leaves little chunks of stuff with some venom in that in it excruciating pain huh and if you don't clean it out with all the little bits and pieces of whatever's been left in there Mm -hmm. infected and yeah and if you're not careful you don't get it treated you could lose the foot leg whatever well this is what I found out. <laughs> you will usually not die, but the pain will be excruciating and will get infected if not cleaned and treated. So to avoid stepping on the stingray. Shuffle. Shuffle your feet. They it's call it the safe. stingray stingray shuffle. It's, it's, it alerts them. So you kick them instead of uh, stepping on them. Well, yeah, because they don't want to. They don't want to be stepped want, on. They don't want to be stepped on. So they'll feel the vibrations. And get out of your way. And scurry off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before jumping out of your kayak, so after a fun day fishing and catching all these monster groupers and you're coming back to shore, before stepping out, poke the bottom with your paddle or rod tip Hmm. before you go down. Yeah. Make sure it's clear because you might not be able to, you might be able to see them in the clear water, but if you can't, just remember to do the stingray shuffle. And if you happen to hook one while fishing, hmm. use a long hook remover to avoid the tail. And some say if you flip it over, it'll help calm it. Some people say. Yeah. Other people say it enrages them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. As I saw when I was doing all my research, was yeah. some people do say if you flip it over on his back, it calms the ray. Hmm. I guess it depends on how you do it. This guy, he ain't testing that theory. <laughs> And if totally unsure, cut your line. Cut bait, run. Cut bait and battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not something that I've ever really thought of. No. Before. Are they a problem in Georgian Bay? Not in Georgian Bay. <laughs> not that I'm aware of. <laughs> not that I'm aware But now of. I'm going to be all paranoid. <laughs> the Georgian Bay Canadian Stingray. Great. Um, no, it, it's apparently it, it is an, an issue that if you're not careful. Yeah, down in the Gulf States, right? Yeah. Well, like I say, this was just off of uh, Texas. Texas, Gulf yeah, of Mexico. Right over yeah, in Texas, yeah. Huh. And um, yeah, so you, like I say, well, you, you put your kayak in, right? Yeah. 
And then you just walk out. Well, no, shuffle out. And then get in your boat. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you're, if you're not careful. Interesting. Because that would be, yeah. It would never occur to me. Just to be standing there. Oh, I'm just going to get in my boat and then boom, right in the leg, yeah. like right in the calf muscle. And as you go down to the Gulf States and, hey, let's go for a paddle. The guy who rented the kayaks, what'd you over the stingrays? And you're just like, ha, 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 yeah, okay, thanks, buddy. No, seriously. Yeah. Watch out for the stingrays. Can I have my money back? <laughs> you guys are worried about now. bears in Canada. We're worried about the stingrays down here. Exactly. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Cause, you know, <laughs> and all the times talking about sharks and alligators and You never think of these cute little stingrays. You never think of the stingrays. Because we yeah. got them at the Toronto Aquarium there that you can reach in and yeah, give them a little the, the, fondle, the right? The touching tank. Yeah. The touching tank. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Now we know the truth. But it, what, it must be a certain breed that has the barb, right? Or do they all have barbs? Uh, I know there's a couple, I can't remember what the name of the breeds were, but, um, they're, well, it's the stingrays, not the eagle rays or the manta rays, because mm-hmm. those are the big eagle The manta rays, a huge one. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. And, um, yeah, but there's apparently a few different species of these or breeds or whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, I would not want to, could you imagine driving all the way down there? The first thing you do, we're going kayak fishing. <laughs> And so you, you've driven how many hours from Toronto all the way down there, unload all your gear with yep. your buddies that you've met down there, take five steps out, boom, trips over. <laughs> no. How pissed off are you going to be? Let's go kayaking on the last day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So save, save your kayak fishing for the last day. Uh uh, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and talk about an article. I still don't know where, if somebody passed this I to me. I found the email did... that you sent to me about this, but I don't know where it came from. Either I found it or I thought somebody sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And for it's got to be like somebody like Alan Drummond. You sent it to me. I got it from you originally. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Are some people tripping for the wrong reasons? Well. Have a little chit chat. Have a about debate, that. A, a discussion, d- a discussion, a tete a tete, a diatribe. So, no. Is that the same sort of thing? No, diatribe is that, that's where you're uh, yelling and having an angry discussion with somebody. One way discussion. So we're gonna have a diatribe. <laughs> 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 we'll be right back. Hi, this is Dark Sprest. You're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. If you like what you've been hearing, you can find out more by checking us out at paddlingadventuresradio.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can find all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page for our website, where all our podcasts are available for download or streaming. We love to hear from our listeners, so if you have a suggestion for the show or want to let us know how we're doing, please drop us a line. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. So, yeah, we got this blog article and we've read it and uh because i can't remember where 
how it came. Yeah, in. I don't know where how you... it came into our possession. I didn't find it. You found it. You sent it to me. How it came into my possession still remains a mystery to this day. <laughs> you look through your messages and emails. Uh, yeah, I couldn't find it. So, so I read the article a few times because the first time I read it, I'm like, dude, what does this have to do with you? Just leave people be. Well, and and. The same, I, my reaction was exactly the same. You sent it to me, mm-hmm. and I didn't even get halfway through. And it's like, what is this? What's wrong with this guy? So then I complained to you about the the stupid blog that you sent me, and then you gave some opinion. It's like, ah, I gotta go back and read it again. Now I gotta actually read <laughs> it. For those of you who are familiar with Derek's book club, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second time I went, I went and back and read it and I tried to see it from his point of view. And I had to say there were parts I did agree with after reading it that way. And the third time I read it a lot slower to digest things and, you know, uh, see his point of view, my point of view. And after I read that, it's like, you know what, maybe I don't agree with a hundred percent with him. And neither do I. But there's, there is a lot that makes you stop and what he says and go, hmm. Some of it, I'm just like, yeah, up your nose with rubber hose. Yeah. Others like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I see that. And others like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on the fence about sort of thing. I, I don't particularly like his attitude. Yeah. But I get his point. Yeah. To yeah. a certain Well, that's the thing. You, you've got to throw out that attitude and just read. Yeah. Without trying to capture yeah. the attitude he's throwing <laughs> out there, right? So his blog is questioning and calling out. The look at me, you can't do this tripping uh, adventure narrative, as he calls it, that's going on. People are doing trips that have never, and he says, you know, in quotes, never been done before. How do you know? Maybe they were done before social media and not recorded. Mm -hmm. And this is what he's got a big big issue with is, you know, you're, oh, I'm doing this, this trip that's never been done before. How do you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, and we've seen a lot late, lately, the last couple of years of opening up old routes, mm-hmm. right? Not, oh, I'm going to travel this route for the first time. Yeah. You can't really the, expect that you're the first one to do something. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of routes out there that were used long before Europeans showed up. Uh, people making trips look harder than they actually are. And he gave some examples and I did agree with him there. And some people... They want to, out of some narcissistic need, they, you know, yeah, I, I drove to downtown Toronto. That would be my story. And John Doe's story would be like, I drove to downtown Toronto and I got lost in Scarborough and a gang of punks almost carjacked me. And then I barely made it out of that. And I got into another situation where a train almost Mm -hmm. hit me. And it's like, dude, I was with you. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, then there's. You know, as he calls it, the unnecessarily contrived challenge, he calls it, where, you know, uh, we did this many kilometers in a day. It was difficult, but, you know, (laughs) we just buckled down and we did those kilometers and it was raining and, oh, it was sunny. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Megan seemed like there's some sort of superhuman physical and mental efforts put in. Um, Yeah. I I do see that. 
yeah, a lot of that. I do I've, see I've that got too. to agree with him on yeah, that. Yeah, and, and it's he goes about it the wrong way, writing about it about the wrong way, telling a story the wrong way. But about it, I do see this with people, and they just try to embellish and make things bigger than they really are, and and it's I, they're doing it for the attention, for the likes, for whatever reason. And I just I read the story and I you know, walk away. It's like oh, whatever. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rattle cages. I'm just gonna yeah. Well, is that the thing? Is this only being done for social media? Yes. Is this yeah. only being done to sell books and yeah. videos and get and all likes, of that, right? Get more views on your YouTube channel. And it's, yeah, and it's become a big, well, I put all this superhuman effort in so that I could do this. I don't think you'd be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that superiority. I can do it. Sort you of thing. Can't. Yeah. There seems to be a lot of narcissism in, in some of the people that are doing these. There is. Like know? there's, there's a ton of people that goes out and do these trips. And if you're like me, you do the trip and you let other people tell the story. Mm-hmm. I, was, I don't, I don't post stuff to Facebook. I very rarely post stuff to Twitter and it's just, I go for my own enjoyment. I enjoy it. I enjoy the experience, the challenge or whatever. I let other people tell the story. Yeah. Now, I came across one part in this blog that he was talking about. Uh, specifically, he does not like seem to like the term explorers in regards to modern day canoe trippers. And has a small issue with the use of the word expedition. Oh, yes, yes. The word expedition, I could care less one way or the other. You can call it the super duper expeditionary grand adventure of a lifetime for all I care. If you want to call it an expedition, whatever. The word explorer, however, I do have to disagree on with him. If you've never been somewhere before and there's no written or oral descriptions of the route, no maps, no guides, then you're exploring. Absolutely. In which case you're yeah. an explorer. Yeah. You may not be the first explorer exactly. in that area, but yeah. you're still an explorer. Yeah. And, and I, I think some of his attitude comes from people with, uh, wearing buckskins and, and native guides, uh, making their way like Lewis and Clark. Those were explorers. Yeah. yeah. Not Joe Blow in a Kevlar canoe and Mike GPS. from Canmore. Yeah, Mike from Canmore <laughs> with a GPS, Kevlar canoe, Kevlar paddles. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Like, I think he's taken the romantic version. Yes, he is. You know, he the, is. the, of the explorer, you know, brand new lands and yeah, no, if I've never described, if there's nothing and, and going back to the canoe routes, people have been opening the last few years. You're exploring mm-hmm. those routes. Yeah. Yeah, they've been used before, but no one's used them. There's no, no big guidebooks or anything that are saying this is where it is. It's all been overgrown. You're exploring that area to find those roots again. You're an explorer. So I've got to, like I say, that's why I'm saying there's, don't agree with 100% of the stuff that he went on about. Some of it, yes, but this is one of the things, dude, yeah, explorers aren't from the 1500s only. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, yeah. he, he's got to, he's telling people to open their minds. And well, I think he's got to on a couple things as well. Uh, there is another one that I do agree with. And it's that the, he does talk about the, look at me, you can do this adventure narratives. Um, 
And he likes these because these can be inspiring to get people outdoors, these types of, of trip narratives. You know, um, they're the, the ones that somebody's written up, uh, you know, I didn't think I could do this route or something like mm-hmm. this, but we went out and, you know, it wasn't as bad as we thought. We had a great time and, and that's going to inspire people. Oh, well, if they could do it, it's not that what we all thought it was. And, and that's sort of the perspective we take when we talk about trips and so yeah. on. We don't think that we're the end all be all. We say, Hey, you guys should try this out. And we, we don't, we don't do anything exceptionally challenging and we don't try to get people to do anything exceptionally challenging it's like hey look look at what you can do look at the stuff we can we're trying to introduce you to stuff so that's i guess i I can i I really agree with this perspective look at Mm -hmm. me you can do this yeah and i mean going back 10 years on some of the algonquin park forums that we're on and people posting trip logs Mm-hmm. that's the, you can do this. Yes. You know, say, Hey, yeah, this is the route I took through Algonquin yep. park. You know, it, it was a six day route and this is where we did. This is what we mm-hmm. saw fished here. It, it was an awesome route. It's not necessarily for beginners or yeah. You know what? If, if you got little kids, this is a perfect route for that. That's what I think this is. The, the look at me, you can do this adventure narrative is, is perfect. I fully agree with that. Um, and that, you know, then he talks about the wilderness superhero. Look at me. You can't do this. Yeah. Yes. And this gets beyond <clears throat> just the, oh, I did this many kilometers in a day. And this goes more along the lines, what you were saying there, you know, part of me though, looks at this as like, he's comparing, cause he gave a couple of, of, um, examples. Well, if I wrote this, this is how I'd write it which would be like one of our trip logs that we wrote mm-hmm. for the yep. Algonquin boards. But these people, these wilderness superhero adventure, you can't do this guys. They write it like it's some top 10 bestseller author book <laughs> yeah, yeah. sort of thing. You really can't compare the two. No, no, exactly. You can't. It's uh, there, there's, it could be the exact same trip. It just depends on the person's perspective and how they write it yeah. and the narcissistic way they try to kind of level themselves up. And the amount of detail you want to put in. Yeah. I find the, the, his, his examples he was using, um, yeah, they were getting too detailed and, um, talking about hitting this wave and it bounced me over and I just missed that rock. And <laughs> most people go, yeah, went through some gnarly rapids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, two totally different writing styles. I yeah. prefer the basic trip log journal of here's what's happened today. Sometimes I like the minute by minute store, not the, yeah. don't, don't, don't make me read 15 paragraphs of one set of rapids. <laughs> exactly. Cause right. that's not yeah. going to happen. Uh, but and you know, like, yeah, we found these rapids and here's some things we noticed about the rapids. Or this is the mistake I made. Don't do this. It's. You know, yada, 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 learn from my mistakes mm-hmm. and yeah, you're not putting yourself up on a pedestal. You're just saying, Hey, this is, this is what I experienced in, yeah. in the basic form. Yeah. And I mean, I get his point where he's talking about these examples and, you know, it really comes across of it as embellishment to the nth degree, mm-hmm. yep. you know, depending on who it, who it is. Um, and as even you said, he, he pointed out that sometimes the embellishment gets to the point that the authors start talking about things that didn't actually yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he called out a couple of, uh, of examples there saying somebody had 
posted all this thing and two different people posted the same trip on the same trip said yeah this 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 this, this happened the other guy goes yeah no it didn't <laughs> and it's like oh. <laughs> you know uh and that's the thing is like you're putting that out there to get the readers to think, oh, yeah. this is this is awesome. This is grand adventure. And, and he was referring to like a magazine article, yeah, about somebody who in whatever outdoors magazine was talking about some trip, and another person on the trip said, uh, uh, "I was there. I was on that trip. That uh, didn't happen." Yeah, yeah. And that's where people are embellished. They, they, you know pie in the sky this is how grand it was and trying to you know sell papers and sell pages and and it's you really need to be honest about your storytelling which is different than when you're fishing with your buddies <laughs> the size of the, the fish, fish i caught it was four inches between the eyes <laughs> it was 16 inches long on the last half. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so at, at the end of the day, there's the look at me, you can do this. Look at me, uh, at how many pa- kilometers we paddled in the day. Um, I put myself into more danger than I needed to. These types of trippers, you know, they're doing the trips just for the likes, uh, mm-hmm. for lack of a better yeah. term. You know, I, I put these down as the um, the ones I've seen are the ones trying to get that social media like and, and whatnot, right? The YouTubes, and, the blogs. The, and it really depends on the motive. Some people are just like blatantly open, honest. This is what I did. Yeah. And other people are doing it for the doing it for the Instagram, doing it for the doing it for the likes, doing it for the views, whatever. So it. it I can't, you can't really complain about people for their motivations, but it's, it's, uh, you just want people to be a little bit more honest about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take, take me through an adventure and show it to me honestly. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't elaborate. Don't embellish. Don't, you know, like if there's 800 mosquitoes, don't tell me, oh man, it was 17,000 mosquitoes (laughs) in our tent. I was nude because I had no clothes and like... Yeah. No, there was just a lot of mosquitoes. I lost a liter of blood. Yeah. Right. So, um, question being about these people though, and he sort of gets at this in the article in his, his blog there, are they getting the most out of their time outdoors? Are they connecting with nature in a superficial way or could they be making some sort of deeper connection? Mm-hmm. And do they want to? If you spent, yeah. And I, I was trying to wrap my brain around what he was trying to get at here. And I think I mostly got the gist of it. It's, uh, there's so many different ways to look at it. And, and every time I looked at, at some of his paragraphs and tried to make comparisons, like we all do these trips and, and we all tell our trip stories and I've come on on this podcast and told trip stories. So have you, we, we've discussed like, you know, people doing the meanest link, people doing different whitewater trips and so on. And I think it really comes down to how you honestly tell your story and how you honestly, uh, you know, tell describe your trip log and and you know without the embellishments without 
putting other people down without making fun of other people's efforts and and successes and and so on right mm-hmm. and i i think it's really it's a, it's we're in a community here we can't be we need to be more honest with ourselves and honest with uh, the people that we're telling our stories to well he makes mention of trippers missing historical spots because they didn't have time to stop because they had to get the kilometers in yeah and i kind of wondered about his perspective there did this individual know that there was a historical spot there yeah well and that's that's exactly it right are these people up there for the full experience are they rushing through or are they they just rushing through for like a bunch of look at me narcissists yeah yeah right um is this what social media has bred Mm-hmm. You know, like just, Hey, I can get a bunch of likes on my next YouTube one. If I cruise through really fast and maybe if I run across the portages or, mm-hmm. or, or something yeah. like that, or at the end of the day, is it just a different style of tripping? I think that's a lot of it. Just a different way to tell a just, story. Just a different way to tell a story, just a different way to do a trip. And it's, it's one of those things everybody has personal challenges like uh, you did the brent run yep and you're trying to beat a time it's like hey it's a challenge it's it's one of those things like it's a 100 meter sprint you know the the 400 meter relay and there's all these races and stuff there's like you know there's kayak sprints there's there's canoe races there's you know you watch it at the olympics and it's like well you know what i want to i want to challenge the time on the brent run or i want to challenge the time on the meanest link and so it's your motivation's separate. It's like, these are actual trips. These are actual endeavors that people want to do. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a way people can think to themselves. It's like, you know what, I'm going to get my name on the board up at Algonquin Outfitters and I kind of get to live forever. It's like, you can either have kids and live forever, or you can put your, get yourself in the record book and live forever. Or like, there's, there's lots of different motivations. It's, you can't really pick everybody's apart and say one guy's got a good motivation. The other guy's got a bad motivation. Everybody has their own motivation. It's just a different style of tripping. It's just a different style of tripping. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a different style of tripping, but it's also how you tell the story. Yeah. Uh, are people's ideas of connecting with nature opposite ends of the spectrum? So I look at like one end of the spectrum is I want to see nature. Oh, look, there's a bird. There's some trees. There's some water. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. The other end is bury me in the dirt, then dunk me in the water, right? <laughs> I want to be part of nature. I want to be part of nature. So which end of the spectrum are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm closer to the bury me in the, the dirt, dirt, dunk part. me in the, river, <laughs> in the river sort of side. But uh, no matter your style, though, at the end of the day, the, the go, go, go style of race tripping, not the, I'm not talking meanest link or anything like mm-hmm. that, because I've been on a couple of trips with people and it's like, Go, 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 go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. um. Yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. What, what's the hurry? Yeah. The, like, this is vacation. Like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't sign on for a race. I signed on for a week-long trip. We're going to do a route. Let's enjoy, you know, smell the roses and catch some fish. And, so when and you so see on. these adventures, you're wondering, how much are they missing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, maybe they think they're getting stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, the, it brings up the whole being in the now thing that seems yeah. to be out or, out these days, right? I personally think they're not. Uh, they may think they, they're getting a lot out of these trips, but I think they're probably missing just as much as they're... I mean, I've I've got the, 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 the nickname, right? 
A dossier. Dossier. <laughs> you know, I like to plan where I'm going, the things I can see while yeah. I'm there. And if I get to see yeah. it, I get to see on it. On this lake, there's but... an alligator. On this island, there's an anchor. And there's a there's an old Some winter cabin. Or... Pictographs. Yeah. I want to see these things. I want to experience it. Not necessarily take pictures, but I just want to see it with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to look at the this old alligator that used to do the logging back in the 1800s. I want to I want to you know see this anchor that used to be, that be but was part of an alligator and it was it, it's uh it's one of those things you, you, to experience it you have to take the time. Yeah. So like I say they may think they're being in the now but I don't think they are. Mhm. They're are you stopping and actually smelling the hot yeah. air on a raspberry bush field and smelling the, the loamy dirt on a, on a, exactly the season, the bear poo and... you just stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the raspberry seeds in that poop. It's all over my shoe. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and do I agree with, with the blog guys ideas? Some, um, but the ones that I don't, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's your his style and his, that's perspective. his perspective. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I'm glad I took the time to read through it a few times. And... I'm glad too. I still don't like the guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the ways I look at tripping though, is if I'm spending that much time to plan and that much money to get there, why would I race through it and not get my money's worth? Yes. Um, and I, I was talking to you earlier there saying that I look at a major canoe trip, like a wet dish rag and you prefer the term (laughs) orange, whatever. This is my thing. So I think of squeezing all the juicy goodness of an orange, I right down to the last drop. And you're thinking of squeezing all the dirty dish water. I want to wring that thing out until there's no water left. I want to get every single last drop out Every dirty last bit. Every last. (laughs) Well, it's outdoors. Of course there's dirt. But I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the joyous experience of the last drop of orange juice from that orange. (laughs) And the first drops as you squeeze that orange stinging in your eye. Is that what you want? Is that what what you're looking? Because you're going to get that, mister. I may have ruined your analogy. (laughs) Start over. Tell us what your analogy is, Sean. I don't want to now. <laughs> I'm going home. Um, I look at a major canoe trip like it's a wet dish rag. I want to wring that thing out till there's no water left. I want to get every single last drop out of it. And I want to come home from a canoe trip thinking, yep, I saw everything, gave everything, and there's nothing left. I agree with that 100%, except the wet dish rag. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't want to be in dish rag. <laughs> that's what you took out of all of that. Blue guys in the mountains and a wet dish rag. Exactly. <laughs> that's what Derek got from tonight's we show. We all have our perspectives. <laughs> Star Trek blue guys <laughs> and wet dish rags. <laughs> I want the dish rags to be orange because they will coordinate with the blue guys in the mountains. Oh, geez. This is what I got to deal with. But I think you see my point. That's my perspective. That's your perspective. Uh, At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what others say. If you want to make it from point A to point B in record time, you do you. You want to inspire people to get out there, then good on you. If you want to explore a route someone may or may not have done before, it is your grand expedition, then do it. 
The whole point is to get out there and embrace your own challenges, whatever they may be. And if you fail miserably, or you may have the greatest time ever, but try to do it for you, not for everyone else, not for likes, not for social media, whatever style you choose. Yeah, I'm on board with that. And how, Mr. Orange Blue Guy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, at the end of the day, his blog article, there's parts I agree with, parts I totally don't agree with, Mm -hmm. parts where, eh, dude, let them be them. Now, I debated saying the guy's name in the blog or not, or do we just leave it at that and just discuss it? I don't know. If people want, they're they're that much of a hankering for it, send us a a message on Facebook or an email and yeah. we'll, we'll send you the link to the, to the article itself. Um, I think doing it this way lets people think about it themselves yeah. and get their own yeah. sort of thing. It, it is a hard read through the first time. Uh, second what does time. he talk about the love apple? Oh yeah. That was another, that, that was, was another point disgusting. that was like, what is that? Back in the day, 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 because this, this applies because we were talking about France earlier. Mm -hmm. They used to take, they used to peel an apple. Yep. So if two people were courting or whatever, Mm -hmm. they would each peel an apple and put it under their armpit and then give it to each other and they could smell your actual body aroma from the apple. It was called the, but then... They decided somewhere along the way that got lost and they started covering up your body smell. With colognes and perfumes and perfumes and, and, and deodorants. Yeah. And you used to start bathing and So one, one of the things he was talking about in the article is, are we covering up our adventure narratives with <laughs> perfumes and colognes? Yeah. Do we need to get back to an adventure narrative closer to the love, love apple? apple. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if some woman comes up to me with an apple go, hey, this is under my armpit. No, you know, you're not going home with me. (laughs) (laughs) When I first, when I first read it, that's the first, that's the first stumbling block. I only read a first couple paragraphs in and I emailed Sean right back right away after I Googled Love Apple. It's like, I'm stuck on this. I can't get back this paragraph. This (laughs) This is awful. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a quick break here and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Sean Rowley, and you're listening to Paddling Adventures Radio. To find out more about us, check out our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Current and past episodes of our podcast can be downloaded or streamed from iTunes, Google Play, and the episode page of our website. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, we would love to hear from you. So drop us a line on Facebook or our website. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. Welcome back. Uh, we were talking about this. We we're going to talk about this last week with John Van Berger, but uh, ran out of time. <laughs> kind of um, ran out of time tonight, but we're going to push on through. We're going to push on through. Yeah. Wow. We were two hours last week. Yeah. It was our year in review. I know. Um, trying to take some positives from 2020 Congress year end legislative 
legislate. Oh man, oh man. Let's just get back to canyoning. <laughs> <laughs> the Congress year-end legislative package includes funds for many items, including an important national parks designation, the New River Gorge National Park and Preservation Designation <clears throat> Act in the package designates the New River Gorge area in West Virginia to become America's 63rd National Park. So that was some good news. Uh, legislation would redesignate the New River Gorge National River as the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve. Yeah, so in the past, it was just like the Sturgeon River up north of Sudbury. It's just the river and mm -hmm. like 200 meters on either side of the river is the park. And now they've expanded beyond the confines of the river itself. And uh, I was looking at the map and it's like, there's no, barely no towns or anything there. It's just all hills, treed hills, nothing clear cut. It's and just it's a big forest. river too. Yeah. A nice river. Huge river. Yeah. There's that big uh, train trestle that goes over. Yeah. It went about, was about almost a half a kilometer long or something like that. Uh, National Park Service currently manages 62 parks, over 400 sites and monuments across 29 states. The New River Gorge will be West Virginia's first national park. The next closest national park is Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. And the designation becomes official when Trump signs the legislative package into law, which I do believe he's done. Does is he? he not? I think I so. I don't know. Uh, New River Gorge area is home to a national river, a national scenic byway, the New River Gorge Bridge. That's the big train bridge, I think, there. Uh, and the world's second longest single arch steel span. It's a big one. Mm -hmm. There's Air, a tunnel, too. Area, oh, yeah, you were, uh, what was it called? A stretch neck? Stretch neck tunnel. Stretch neck tunnel. Train tunnel. Yeah. Um, area is roughly 600 square miles, home to over 35 trails, free camping, sits adjacent to two West Virginia state parks. And although the main draw is a historic bridge and the expansive river and scenery. Built in 1974, the new River Gorge Bridge spans over 3,000 feet, connects the east and west banks of the river, encircling the new River Gorge National River area is the 83-mile scenic byway, another attraction for the park. The route travels over interstates, divides high, divided highways, and two-lane connector roads with plenty of views of the gorge and river. Yeah, well, I, I was looking at uh, photos of it and stuff like that, and there's some good paddling opportunities. That's pretty there. amazing. Yeah. And it's, uh, when it, there's a few things that struck me about it was, uh, and it's, it's a long, slow-ish river but mm -hmm. it's wide yeah it's a wide river and it uh it looks like it would be a, <laughs> a really nice float trip just to take a couple days oh, a nice and, lazy yeah, trip down yeah yeah go with the current sort of and thing. you there's a there's lots of opportunity if you're a train person the uh the train tracks go for like i don't know dozens of miles along the edge of the river from uh one town to another and it's just like it they built the train track right along the river it's like there's the stretcher neck bridge or tunnel and there's the the big bridges it's uh, there's a lot of stuff to see in the area there's there's a bunch of trails and hiking areas grandview sandbar campground it's uh it, it's a beautiful area it's it's well treated i don't see any clear cuts in the in the hills or mountains it's uh it's pretty it's really spectacular mm -hmm. and uh so it's, there's Babcock State Park nearby. There's 
it's uh it's pretty incredible something to think about a canoe trip if you're down that way this uh mm-hmm. this uh spring and summer uh the new river gorge national park and preserve in west virginia give it a look see i think you guys will uh, really enjoy that one it's on my list now uh do 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 i think i've only got one other thing this week uh, there is a link on our Facebook page right now. You can follow to get the information and tickets to the Paddling Film Festival Virtual Edition. So it's the fil- the films that anybody that came to our, uh, when we hosted the film festival here um, back spring 2020. It's those films. So anybody that wasn't able to get to any of the um, host yeah. festivals. Yeah, so it's already the, pre- it's already the previous films. It's a, the season got cut. In half, so I think only forty percent or thirty percent of the presenters got to present the films, mm-hmm. and so they are they've gone virtual. You can still get a chance to see them, uh, unless you have bootleg copies. Uh, but otherwise, they're going to do it this year, and it'll carry on to the next season too. So next, uh, so what is it? The uh, well, I think in February or something, they're supposed to be adding more for, well, for the twenty twenty for the twenty one. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, so there would be another, the next season's film fest will be continue to be online. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, the, that, we're not going to be able to get out and do stuff like that for a little bit yet. No, no. So yeah, go to our, our Facebook page and check it out. There's a link there that you can click on and go. It'll take you to the um, Paddling Film Festival Virtual Edition page. There's three different categories that you can order films from and. If you think somebody else might like the film festival, you can buy a gift card and yeah. send it to them so that they can see it, the whole meal deal. You can get your paddling magazine subscriptions there, yep. a few other things as well. So. And you can get 10% off. Oh, yeah. Paddling Adventures Radio 10 is the code. Yeah. If they put in 15, you get 15% off. Ooh, I'm going to try 100. It. Try 100. <laughs> <laughs> I think only the 10 works. So, so Sean, he, uh, instead of saving everybody the effort, he didn't go PAR 10. So he went paddling adventures uh, radio was 10. was not my, <clears throat> my choice. Oh no, they no, made you they use. They said, here, you can use this one. <laughs> and if I knew then what I know now, yeah, we would have been like paddling. <laughs> it's so much typing. Yeah. The places I've got to type paddling adventures radio or write it out. Yeah. If I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Water guys or something. I need a shortcut <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah. Par. It would have been par. Control P. Yeah. Boom. It's all out. It's done. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Uh, see what it's all about and uh, check out some of the films this year. Uh, if you're looking for something to do, especially now with everybody that's locked down and can't go anywhere, uh, sit around the house. It's a rental period for three days. You get it, $15 US, uh, minus the 10% discount. Um, yeah, sit around the house for three days and watch films. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. It's about, uh, each package is averaging about so hour one, and a half, two hours. One and a half to two hours, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And it's 15 bucks a pop. Yeah. Or, you know, a buck 50 off. Yeah, whatever that comes out to, Can- yeah. like eight thousand Canadian or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So it would. It's this is these are in American funds, right? Fifteen yeah. bucks. Yeah. So minus whatever. Yeah. I think it brings it down to about fifteen bucks Canadian or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Anyway, okay. check ten, it. Ten percent's off. Better check than nothing. it out. It's better than a kick in the pants unless mm-hmm. you go for that sort of thing. Uh, you got anything else? I do not. Well, neither do I. 
Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen or stream, or sorry, stream or download from iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. If you go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, all 256 of our episodes are there. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with your family, friends, and anybody else that you think might like the uh, to listen. And if you don't like it, share it with your enemies. That's right. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Dex Best. We'll see you next time.